Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Binks. We are back, man. Episode 301. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, last week, we did a live podcast at Room 82. It was a great experience. It was the first time we've done something like that. We had a, a small audience come through, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so at the top, uh, I want to recognize everybody that showed up. Um, but more specifically, shout out to Kamal Johnson, man. We we had a guy that came out from way up, way down south from San Diego, came down with his lady, and yeah, they they enjoyed the show. Yeah, I, I think that for anybody out there, whether you're a, a musician or a podcaster or whatever you are, and you have um, what do you call that? Uh, 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 imposter syndrome of oh, I can't do that because you know I don't have the audience. Blah blah blah. There are people that are willing to support you. Mm-hmm. There are people that are willing to come out and show you that, hey, they physically will come out and show you. Yeah, man. You know, we met Kamala some years ago on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And the power of the Internet is working in the right way. Right. Yes. It's it's yeah. people just use the Internet to like stuff and don't engage. But this dude, we engage. Actually, Keith was on his podcast, the uh, uh, the Think Tank podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and which was dope. That was a while ago. Um, yeah, that was dope. That was a fun time. Yeah, it was a fun time, yeah. man. Um, and and I, hopefully I could get on there one day if I get a fucking Thursday off. Mm-hmm. But um, he came down, man. He really stepped in, and and I think that was dope. Um, yeah. But overall, there's a whole lot to unpack about that experience. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Keith, I'm sure you got something to say about it. Yeah, man. I think we just um, we did something, and I would say we even did it a little premature. But there's not really a right time to do it. You <laughs> no, know? You, just, you know we. We had an idea to do our 300th episode live, and it was just kind of like a, a dope numerical thing, right. um, you know, like three 300 episodes. And um, we just threw it out there. We did a little bit of advertisement. Um, you know, we, we created a Eventbrite, and we, we, we didn't charge people. We let people come in for free or for, for a donation or whatever. We had drinks, and, you know, exactly. it, was at a, it was at a cool spot here in town called Room 82. Um, and... Uh, people came out man like you know it was it was it was a it was a beautiful experience um you know like you know mostly our friends and and family and stuff like that but even with that it was still dope and i and i will say that um some people didn't come and and um there's nothing wrong with that 100 percent um but i think that Everybody that showed up like genuinely had a good time. They, yeah, like, you go. they, they had a they had an experience that they never had before. Right. Ever. You know, there's there's no space. There's no comedy show you can go to. There's no movie. There's no whatever mm-hmm. anything that you can go to when you're able to interact with the actual people that 100%. are hosting the thing. You know what I mean? And you know, for <laughs> you know, for a lot of black people, for example, we went to go see um the color purple on Thursday and uh it was with our church and um Cause you know how black people get in the theaters. They be like, oh, you, "You better go ahead, Fantasia. You acting, girl. Uh huh. Uh huh." Uh, so, so like that. That's what they were able to do at our podcast. 100%. You know, like if you agree with something we said, disagreed. If you had a different perspective, um, you were able to actually say that, and you're like actually documented on our mm-hmm. um, Spotify podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to. Absolutely. So. And I think you hit something there. Like, the, And it's not to sound like, oh, this is so exclusive, but it actually is. There's no live podcast that take place out here in Bakersfield. I have not seen one of them take place. Mm-hmm. So this has to be the first live podcast um, that is just uh, uh, you know involving a, a bunch of people of 
to jump in and have conversations. Yeah. So it was the first of its kind. And so anybody else, I really hope you guys could, you know, replicate that and do better. You know? Yeah. Um, anybody that's doing pods out here. A lot of the podcast train has stopped, though. Mm-hmm. There was a time where everybody around around eight, around 19, people started 18, 19. To, uh, people started creating a lot of podcasts around that time. And then it just fizzled out. A lot of people yep. quit since then. Yeah. Um, but with us, we felt like we owed it to our listeners to do something new. But this ain't it. We, we will be back. We will be back. And we intend on promoting it better. Uh, mm-hmm. We intend on marketing it better. We intend on having more engagement and doing everything we can to get a bigger audience. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's not this obsession with the larger audience because the audience we did have was engaged. And I genuinely feel like they had a good time. Yeah. And that is what matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, shout out to Larry June. Larry June, in one of his first live shows, two people showed up and he performed like it was hundreds of people there. Mm-hmm. And the people that was there bought merch and everything. And now look at Larry June. That's mm-hmm. the attitude that you have to have. Yeah. You can't have, um, you can't put your expectations on something. And when those expectations aren't parallel to what's happening at that moment, don't like shut down and get insecure. Live up to it. Just keep stay in that moment and work for everybody that's there watching you. Yeah, you got to show up every time, man. You know, it's a. I uh, I seen a thing where it was. Uh, we'll talk about Anthony Edwards later, but yeah, he was. Um, Steve Kerr was the the USA basketball coach, and I don't remember what the actual conversation was, but essentially he was saying, "Yo, like you don't you don't you don't play hard enough. Like you don't practice hard enough." He's like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. These guys are going 100 miles per hour every time they touch the ball. And he was like, you just kind of going through the motions. So that kind of like woke him up. But I say that to say like, you know, that's our version of going 100 miles per mm-hmm. hour. You know, when we showing up in, in front of four people, five people, three people, whoever. Like however many people showed up, we were going to we were gonna rock out. And um, and we know for sure that, you know, people was going to have a good time. So that's, that's how I – approach you know pretty much any and everything like no matter how many people gonna be there we're gonna we're gonna give them a show and what i love about that mic because we had a mic that went around the audience what i love about that is the fact that you know i could imagine you know in the future when we do another one that there'll be obviously more people but there'll be more engagement and more conversation and and we welcome it man we don't we don't shut people down or be like oh that's a crazy thing to say like we allow people to have an opinion and if we feel like there's not enough context, we just say, hey, can you add some context to that? Mm-hmm. And it's cool, man. Like, yeah. I, I think it's cool to allow people because uh, shout out to um, shout out to Dwayne, man. Mm-hmm. Dwayne said something like they need to watch their mouth or they need to stop running their mouth or something. Yeah. And I was like, hey, brother, you got to add some context to that. Yeah. Then he yeah. elaborated and it, and it all made sense. And it all made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't sh- it's some people, some podcasts that will shut people down or. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Hey, man, you can't talk like that." It's like, mm-hmm. "Nah, dude, say what you want, but just add the the new the context to it, yeah, so everybody can understand what you mean." That was dope too. Like, it wasn't really no arguing or anything. And no, everybody had they was able to just share their opinion about dating or yeah. P Diddy or whomever, and um, nobody made nobody feel bad or Mm-mm. made nobody wrong for sharing their their opinion. And yeah, it was dope. I want to recognize Janelle too. Cause Janelle wasn't sitting there mad or nothing. She just put her hand out. Like, give me the mic. <laughs> like, if somebody said something, if she disagrees, she didn't say like, I disagree. I disagree. She yeah. just put her hand out. Like, give me the mic, you know? Yeah. And I'll be like, all right, you done brother. Okay, cool. Can you hand her the mic? Yeah. 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 And and it was just like literally responding to it, not having a visceral reaction. So I, I really appreciate Janelle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that in the future, 
we have a, a more a, a bigger female audience mm-hmm. only so we could get more perspective. Mm-hmm. I like having a mixed group, like a bunch of Mexicans, black, white, women, everybody, mm-hmm. because there's there are certain things that we could say that might be off. It might be off only mm-hmm. because we don't understand the nuance of a certain culture of women or whatever the case. So it's good for women to add like context to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was dope, man. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot extra to say. I just wish that um, or not wish. I just hope going forward that we do a, you know, we, well, I don't even hope, I know. Me and Keith are going to do a much better job of promoting it um, and setting things up mm-hmm. for people to have a good show. Yeah. Because uh, this show went good. It yeah. did, it went well in regards to um, audience engagement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, eventually we fixed the audio and things of that nature. But yeah, man, it was fun. It was different. And I liked it. I really did. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And I know for a fact me and Keith could get on any stage at any time and talk with the best of them. Yeah, 100 percent. I think if if um, like if podcasting is not not like music, but I think if we were in the 60s or 70s or whatever and um, Motown showed up, you know, I used to like show up to the concerts or have them perform in Mm -hmm. front of Barry Gordy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think we would have got signed. Oh, we would have got signed for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they would have took all our masters. Yeah, oh, oh, <laughs> they took all our money. <laughs> Sammy Davis would be like, I like them. I like them a lot. <laughs> I like a man. <laughs> What's the one with the glasses? What's his name? <laughs> Marvin Gaye would have been like, Mother, mother <laughs> podcast. <laughs> now Marvin Gaye would have been like, "I'm sexually attracted to Keith." Oh God! Now, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know you heard about Marvin Gaye. Yeah, I think it was Marvin Marvin Gaye and Marlon Brando. Yeah, that's a wild story. That, I, but the story is coming from somebody that's it's a little old. You're a little old. It, yeah. it, it could be he. mean, he could be off. He could be senile, or he could yeah. be telling the truth. Yeah, you three, never know. Three things could be true. It's fucking Quincy Jones. Yeah, Quincy Jones. But you know, some of it could be off when he'd be like, "Yeah," and I, and then you know, uh, Marvin Gaye. He was he wasn't the men, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I seen an alien one night. <laughs> he'd be like, "Oh fuck, what this nigga talking?" I about. used to have a good Quincy Jones impression, but I I I I, I have to hear. It. I haven't heard him in a minute. Oh, yeah, it's been next a while. time I come back. Uh, next Sunday. Yeah, Quincy Jones got some fucking skeletons in this problem, too. <laughs> so I'm not, my thing is I'm not trying to invalidate him, but I'm not validating him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quincy, man. And, it, yeah, before we move on, anybody, there was a couple people. One, there was some people that I didn't know. So, you know, I'll take ownership mm-hmm. for that, you know, just in terms of letting people know. And I, I, know, I know next time I'll invite some people personally because sometimes, I don't know, for whatever reason, some people some people feel like, you know, they need a – not that they need a personal invite, but like it's, it's um, like they just don't know unless they're invited personally. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll do. Not, I'm not inviting everybody personally. That's ridiculous. Right. But yeah, you know, um, I will invite some people just because I know some people don't be on social media, and I know that if I post something, it's only going to be up at the top of their algorithm yeah. so often. So that I'll do that, and then um, there's some people that were out of town. You know, some people mm-hmm. that listen to us in different states and. And stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they weren't able to make the trip, but you know, hopefully yeah. we can accomplish. I will say this too: you need to know who you are. You need mm-hmm. to know who you are. Meaning, and that's not to be reductive of yourself, but if you're a podcaster and you're not a top podcast, if you're mm-hmm. a fighter and you're not a top of fighter, mm-hmm. comedian or musician, you're not a top musician. There are people who will simply skip on you because there are other things going on that day, and they're going to watch it, and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? 
So you have to have social proof sometimes in order to get that big audience that you might want there. And mm-hmm. it's there's it steps along the way. It's not going to come immediately, mm-hmm. right? If you're whoever, if you're freaking Cat Williams or if you're um, Shane Gillis or you're whoever and you have a show, people are going to pay and they're going to show up on time. Yeah. That's just how it is because you have social proof. Yeah. But when you're a guy that's a podcasting and you don't have the biggest name yet, whatever, don't have an expectation. Just have a plan of execution. How yeah. are you going to execute? Yeah. If you're going to execute and you have that plan in action, that is all you can control. But I, w- I will say, though, that I think that there needs to be some sort of goal in place. 100%. Because be. if you don't have a goal, then it you just kind of like tread in water. That's um, a fact. You know, and, and if you don't have a goal, well, having a goal also allows you to... Um, you know, assess what you did and get better. You know, so 100%. say for example, our goal was to have thirty people. Not that if we didn't have thirty people, it was not successful. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but not having thirty people let us know, like, oh, what could we have done? What better? could we have done better? Oh, let's give it a little bit more lead time. Oh, let's mm-hmm. you know, let's make sure we have promotional aspects mm-hmm. for for every day. You mm-hmm. know, let's let's actually. Let people know what a live podcast looks like because yeah, some people, people didn't don't know really what a live podcast. You know, and we didn't really know. Honestly, we were just kind of figuring that figuring it out in real time because mm-hmm. that was the first time we had done it. So, hundred percent. But yeah, moving forward, we definitely have room to grow, and uh, hopefully, you know, that some of our diehards. It, it would be dope to like, you know, maybe to you know, in the future. I don't know. I don't know if we'll be able to do it this year, but in the future, some of those diehard listeners that live in like New York, maybe like fly them out or something like that. That'd, that'd be, be crazy. Fire. Yeah, that'd just be give crazy. Them like a little. Uh, fan experience. I'm gonna call them a fan experience, a, a listening experience. Hundred um, yeah, percent. It's nothing. In a hotel here. It's nothing. I, I feel like a, a venue that was comparable to where we are. It probably exists in multiple cities, mm-hmm. and you could recreate that there. You you engage fans on another level. They see you personally. Mm-hmm. You know, they've taken some, taken some photos. They've they've you know answered some questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of reminds me of like the city hall meetings mm-hmm. where they give them the mic and they'd be like, "Okay, sir, you have two minutes." They're like, first of all, fuck what they're doing to the city, <laughs> right? They want to drain our money, they want to <laughs> take our resources, and they want to <laughs> tax us all day. And they're like, "Okay, so your two minutes are up." Yeah. There's potholes on my street. Every time I try to walk my dog, he twists his ankle. (laughs) (laughs) I have $8,000 in debt for the veterinarians because my dog, he's twisting his ankle. Or excuse me, he's twisting his paw every time we walk down the street. And it's insane. I can't even afford Starbucks anymore because you guys keep hurting my animal. And I need to speak to somebody about these matters. All right, ma'am, your your time is up. They be really at the fucking city hall meetings talking like this, bro. Yeah, it'd be personal stuff too. Yeah, it'd be like, I've been mentally drained. I have not had sex with my wife for yeah. four months because yeah. there are so many potholes on my street <laughs> that every time I hit a pothole, I hurt my back and I can't have sex when I hurt my back. <laughs> like, nigga, you're dick. Maybe bring your sex life into the town hall meetings. Like, my wife has not had an orgasm in five months <laughs> simply because the potholes, the, potholes. the potholes are stressing her out and they're hurting my back. <laughs> like, Damn. <laughs> I, I could hear the city hall members like, have you ever thought about getting your wife maybe a dildo or possibly <laughs> a vibrator or something <laughs> of that nature? It's like, you know, if you guys actually pay for it, then maybe we could do that. <laughs> right now, there are no dildos. My back hurts. My <laughs> wife's stressed out. And it's just very, uh, it's been a tough time for my family during the holidays. <laughs> like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> holidays. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. All right, let's get, let's switch gears. Switching gears. Um, one of the biggest hot topics right now, Simone Biles and her husband, Jonathan Owens, 
Um, they did a podcast called The Pivot, and I, I listened to The Pivot podcast. And during the conversation, um, he had mentioned that uh, he met her on an app called Raya. It's for verified people, maybe, you know, athlete, ath- athletes and musicians and people uh, with some money. just people with money and people with influence and stuff like that. And it's a verified app to only get these people on there. Mm-hmm. So they matched on Raya, and he said that he didn't know who she was. And he mentioned why he didn't know who she was. He said that I didn't have NBC where I was going to school. In addition to me, like, I didn't watch much TV. I was just practicing and stuff like that. So I wasn't really privy to her. Everybody accused him of downplaying Simone Biles and also um, basically uh, being narcissistic and self-centered and all these things. Right. So I'll say this. I got I got to ask the listeners some questions here. Do you know who Ralph Nader is? Do you know who Steve Aoki is? Do you know who Ross Perot is? Do you know who uh, Bob Dole is? Right? These are all people who have influence, politicians and other and, and musicians and people like that. I'm sure that you probably didn't know who most of these people were. Mm-hmm. Right? There are some people during the Obama administration that didn't know that, that fucking uh, Joe Biden was vice president. There are some people that don't know who the vice president is. Yeah. So let's be very clear. There is such a wide spectrum of people with influence that you're not going to know who everyone is. That yeah. is just the real world. That's just how it goes. But that comes from life experience, though. Right. Like, there's some people that live on the internet and think that, like, um, it's more worldly than it really is. Right. You know, they see a person like Mr. Beast and be like, "How could you not know who Mr. Beast is?" There you go. Like, because I don't. I'm not a 12 year old kid that watches Thank YouTube you. all day. How do you know? Who, how don't I mean? How do you not know Kai Sinat? Yeah. It's like, bro, I'm, you know, I know who he is, but it's a lot of 38 year old people that don't know who the fuck Kai is. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever like watch watch a, a stream of his. You know what's funny? Okay, um, Simone Biles has like 7.8, 7.8 million. Kai Sinat has seven point eight million, and there's a lot of people who do not know who Kai Sinat is. Yeah, I barely found out who Kai Sinat was last year. They're equally as famous according <laughs> yeah. to Instagram. So that's what people need to stop. Stop acting like everybody's supposed to know who everyone is. And, and Do you think though, like outside of this conversation about you know their their relationship mm-hmm. or their marriage, do you think though there's like a difference in fame nowadays? I feel like I feel like um there there used to be like famous famous people like even, for example even um even um like when you look at Will Smith I don't. There's people that probably I don't know how many followers he has, but there's mm-hmm. people that probably have way more followers than him. Mm-hmm. But I doubt that there's like a more famous person in terms of entertainment mm-hmm. than than he is. So I don't know. It's just it's a strange way to like. There's no real metric to fame. It's, I think fame is more of a feeling. Like when you see mm-hmm. when you talk about. Um, you know, certain when you talk about Denzel Washington, I don't know if there's a metric that can define like how famous he really is, especially mm. like I don't, I don't know if he could just walk th- through the mall. You know what I mean? Like, mm. but there are some people that have, you know, like probably two million, three, you know, like I mentioned to you earlier, I know a, a girl mm-hmm. that has like dang near half a million followers on Instagram. And I would imagine she would be able to just walk through Bakersfield and nobody would. I mean, people would probably recognize yeah. her, but like not like stop her. And get an autograph. It's different. Thing. Back yeah. then, fame was different because they, there was more of it was more restrictive. Mm-hmm. So it was harder to become famous in the nineties. Mm-hmm. But now you could become famous in pockets, mm-hmm. right? There are pockets of the country that are massive fans of someone. Mm-hmm. So the girl that has five hundred thousand followers 
is popular to those people probably because of a TV show. Maybe she was on the show True Blood or maybe she was on some other show. Maybe she was on Snowfall. Who knows? Those people she's very popular to. But mm-hmm. because popularity has become so vast, mm-hmm. it's changed things. The Internet has changed things. Mm-hmm. Like a guy like Lakeith Stanfield could walk around Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty popular guy, mm-hmm. right? He's been on some very popular movies and shows. But Lakeith Stanfield could go to In-N-Out or he could go somewhere and get a burger. There's going to be people that notice him, but it's not going to be so crazy that he's stopping traffic, mm-hmm. right? There's certain people have that type of you know influence and things of that nature. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's the difference. But I will say this, getting back to the original topic, when it comes to Simone Biles, I think, right, I think that maybe because he treated her regular, she was attracted to him. And I think that when a person like Simone Biles has accomplished so much, she's one of the greatest Olympians of all time, a bunch of men are fans. Do you think Simone Biles probably likes fans? Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm dating Simone Biles. Like, she gave me the chance to do It's like, yeah. that has to fucking get annoying for somebody like her. So a guy like him that comes along and he's not fanning out over her, that's probably an attractive thing. And it probably was, I, I believe it was genuine. Mm-hmm. I think that he probably really didn't know who she was. And it wasn't yeah. like he was oblivious, but he looked and he said he experienced her popularity when he went out with her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, shit, this shit is serious. Right? Yeah. I don't, I mean, to me, there are people saying that he was like lying about that. I don't, why would you lie? There's no reason to lie about not knowing somebody that's really famous. Be- because they said he was downplaying her celebrity in order for him to feel important. But le- let me explain this to you. Is this the version of, this is the version that women wanted to hear when it comes to Simone Biles. Oh my God. I don't know how she puts up with me. Women are so used to us saying shit like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or, um, Man, I'm just, you know, I, I didn't know what to, I was real nervous when I met her. I didn't know what to say. I was hoping that she would, like, give me a chance. And that's what they be hoping motherfuckers say in public. Yeah. But truth be told, women will not date a guy like that. Absolutely not. Yeah. You need to have, there's nothing wrong with a man having confidence. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. confidence is not narcissistic or egotistic. Because the thing about it is, these are the guys that y'all date. Mm-hmm. You want a guy that has self-value. And ladies, if you have a son, right, do you want him to treat every woman like she's the prize? You know that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. You want your son to have enough self-confidence to understand that he's bringing a, a level of value that is significant. Especially if he's a decent man and a, respect, a respectful man, he's bringing a level of value that's outside of money, mm-hmm. right? It's perfectly okay for a man to feel like he's the catch. Mm-hmm. Depending on what's going on, he said, I always feel like the man is the catch, right? That's what he said. He now, also plays football. He also plays football. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, that was a I know. That was a pun. Yeah, right, yeah, don't yeah. be stepping over my puns. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, big pun. All right. Got you. <laughs> I'm not going to say the man is the prize every time. That's not true at all. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's, it's staggered. I think there are women who are absolutely the fucking prize. I think there are women that could come into your life. And, and add a level of value that you never got from any woman. But I also think that's the truth for men. I think that there are men in this world that will support you, love you, be faithful to you, um, be kind to you, treat you with respect, and encourage you, mm-hmm. right? If you never got any encouragement from any man you dated, and they was cheating on you and running, on, running behind your back, and then you meet a man that doesn't, and he's a solid dude, that nigga is the prize. Mm-hmm. If you got two kids by another man that doesn't take care of them and a guy comes along and treats you great and takes care of your kids and the household and the family and all of that, that nigga is the prize. Yeah. Let's be very clear. Yeah. Okay. 
So it's not the woman being the prize. You are not a, the prize by default. That yeah. to me, I feel that's I feel that's lazy. I feel that's irresponsible to think that you are. And it's egotistical to assume that you are the prize every with every person you meet. It is simply not the truth. And I think that women can attest to that when they have had a decent man and they blew it. Mm-hmm. I've had women that have told me like, you know, oh, I was, you know, dating somebody, you know, it'd be more of like a friend conversation. But and he was really good person, but I just wasn't ready for something serious like that at the moment. And it's like, that's fine. But you realize you fucked up because every dude you met after him was a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are certain people that come into your life that at at times where, you know, they have a lot of value. And if you say you're not ready for it, you may never get that opportunity again with someone else. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. If you a girl that's like, I want a good man, but you are not, you're not literally mentally mature enough at that moment to have one and, and a person is presented to you, don't expect no good person to come along later on on your time. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Man, if you're a woman or a man and you're in the middle of a whole phase and you just fucking people and then a woman comes along and she makes you dinner and she's like, I was thinking about you. I made you something to eat. Mm-hmm. Hey, um... I was wondering if we could get together later and just talk. Uh, whatever, just a woman that's just extremely different from all the girls you meet, and you say, like, oh, no, nah, dog, I ain't ready for this. Every girl you meet after that will be a hoe. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being real. Yeah. Every, every woman you meet after that will not be no good, and they're going to treat you terrible. You had an opportunity, and you squandered it, and it's happening to men and women. Mm-hmm. But I'm diving off the original topic. I think that a man having confidence is not a problem. I think that... It's also important to be private with your relationship. Stop broadcasting it because you allow society to put their negative energy on top of what you're doing. Stop broadcasting your relationships. Just stop because the the loudest, worst people on the Internet have the most influence. You just scroll down TikTok like, how dare he? I don't know who Jonathan Owens is. Who is that? Who is that? I still don't know who he is. Yes, you do, motherfucker. You're talking about him. Mm-hmm. He's on the Packers. He is an undrafted player. What we're not going to do is this. We're not going to be reductive of Jonathan Owens because he's accomplished something that is the 1% of the 1%. Only 1% of people go to the fucking NFL. One. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Owens was undrafted. He was cut five fucking times. Okay? You're not even supposed to be in the NFL. He he has achieved a milestone. He has reached the apex of what it means to be in the NFL. To be a starter and go from being undrafted is unheard of. So what he's accomplished in his field is just as big as what she did in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because it's the Olympics and it's the 1% of the 1% and she's one of the greatest Olympians ever, she's accomplished more than him in that aspect. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Because that's the, one, yeah, one of she, the most decorated. She's athletes. one of the most decorated, arguably the best ever. Mm-hmm. So he ain't on that level, but not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, you're wrong, brother. No, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, yeah. But it's just I don't know. It's just it's so much negativity surrounding this conversation that yeah. I just want to shed some light on it because it's, it's yeah. extremely annoying. I, I I think the the biggest thing is one they're married. Um, right. They got married this year, I think. And two, um, when you look at that conversation and I, I didn't watch the whole podcast, mm-hmm. but when you look at the conversation, um, you know, he's telling his story, his version of the story and she's just smiling, you know, she's cheesing, she's smiling, uh, ear to ear and she just seems to be in love. You know what I right. mean? So I, I think that, you know, all these people have 
you know, certain comments. I did see, you know, there was some negative things, but I also seen certain people were saying like, excuse me. So they were saying like, so y'all want um, Simone Biles to get a divorce over some podcast that she was actually, she was actually there with him. Right. You know, it ain't like he, it ain't like he doing some press tour and he just like out here talking crazy about her. All he's doing is just sharing the story about how they met and y'all want them to get a divorce, you know? Yeah. So I just think that, um, a lot of people don't know what a successful relationship looks like. A lot of people don't know what a happy relationship look like. So mm-hmm. they just out here just mad at the world because somebody said that they didn't know an athlete or somebody that they deemed famous. It's just, that's just the reality of the world. Like not everybody, like we said before, not everybody is famous enough for us to run into them like that. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, man, I had something on the tip of my tongue too. Um, excuse me. Um, I think that if he was being reductive of her and she didn't like it, and she also mentioned while he was talking, like, I knew what I wanted and I went after it. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles, I respect that from her saying that as an Olympian and as a woman. And I and I hate to say this, but I think women have created a landscape now where they're going to have to start talking to us because there's been too many men that have tried to talk to women and they just like, uh-uh, don't talk to me. I'm working out or, you know, being stop being a creep. And I think a lot of men are being apprehensive when it comes to approaching women. I think that you shouldn't be scared to approach a woman. It's just a woman, right? Mm-hmm. However, it's, I mean, not a, just a woman. It's just a human being. Mm-hmm. You're just approaching another human being. However, I feel like men feel like we need to have some level of, of not even certainty, but some level of, of attractiveness from the woman in order for us to really talk to her. Because we don't want to be in a, in a time where we're just approaching women that are not attracted to us. Mm-hmm. We need some level of interest mm-hmm. from you in order for us to talk to you because mm-hmm. it's it's the, women get so much attention now that it's kind of flip shit around. Mm-hmm. They get so much. It's like um it's like uh a, a, almost like an intoxication of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a woman posts a picture and she got a little figure She's getting 400, 500 likes. You can't compete with that. In order to know that she likes you, there needs to be some level of um, enthusiasm towards you. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, let me see what's up with her. Yeah. I'm not saying, ladies, you got to walk up to us and be like, what's your name? My name is Simone. Like, you don't got to do all that. Mm -hmm. We can still approach you, but we need something. Mm -hmm. We need something in order for us to, you know, uh, feel the need to go and, and talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just be stand, staring at the moon and we're like, hey, my name's David. It's like, man, mm-hmm. that, that shit's getting old. But to make a long story short, she did. Um, she made the first move. She messaged him first mm-hmm. and she said, look, I know what I want and that's what I wanted. And I'm like, OK. And it's working <laughs> for them. Not to mention we're talking about, oh, no, you shouldn't be going after him, girl. You're the catch and you're the prize. You supposed. So it's like, wait a minute, ladies, you wanted equality. Right. So what the fuck is this? That's just miserable talk, man. It's, mi- it's just people, it's, miserable people talking about something. Dude, yeah. there are some people that the first time they met, they fucked the same night and they've been married for 32 years. Yeah. Like, it's everything is unconventional. Yeah, like, everything is, everybody's situation is different. Yeah. You know, what works for her. If she, however it played out, if she got to a happy, happy marriage, then that's like, that's, she did it the right way. 100%. You know what I mean, so. she's married, but. She's not married. She's happily married. She looks genuinely happy to me. Yeah. So it's like, who the fuck are we to say anything? Like, yeah. like I said, bro. Like, <laughs> there are people who met 
probably watched the movie and they fucked the same night. I think it was an interview with some girl and her husband. Mm -hmm. And they said, so how did y'all meet? How was your first date? And they was like, date? <laughs> like, we just talked for a little bit and we went to the house and we fucked. And we've been, we've been together ever since. Yeah. I think that some people make a mistake. I think that some people are like they they're sexually attracted to each other. Should have gave it and, up on their first and, night. Nah. Might have been married. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I think some people are sexually attracted to each other, and they both equally need some sex, and they fuck each other, and then after it, they're like, "Oh God, this girl is actually an awesome human being." Yeah, she's actually really smart. <laughs> and let me be clear too: if a woman, there are women who are not hoes that have had one night stands. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. It's not it like it just sometimes sometimes it happens or maybe you met her two days ago. Y'all had sex or something that doesn't always mean that girl's a hoe. Sometimes she's just sexually frustrated mm -hmm. and she just wanted to give you some pussy. Yeah. She just got whole tendencies. I don't even say whole tendencies. She just she I mean, she just had a soft spot. <laughs> <laughs> she had a soft spot, man. <laughs> women know what's up. They can act like. I've heard women tell me some bogus stuff, and I'm thinking like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, "It's just been so long since I had sex. Like, it's just so annoying. Like, you know." And I'm yeah. thinking like, "Girl, dude, you don't gotta lie to me. Yeah, I'm I, lying. it's okay. You, yeah. you, I'm not gonna judge you for giving me some ass. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm only gonna judge you if the head is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe she came over here with that whack head. Yeah, yeah. get out of my life. Only God can judge you unless your head is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just messing around. Yeah, but um, I, I will say, folks, um, going a, a good New Year's resolution for y'all to have is to stop broadcasting your relationships. It shouldn't be a fucking commercial. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been seeing some stuff on the internet that's just wild. Like this girl posted her and her boyfriend, and like dude's shirt was off, and she was half naked, and he was choking her, and they were smiling into the camera. <laughs> I'm like, y'all just got through fucking? What's That's going weird, on? Weird, we don't weird, need to weird. see this is too much. You're yeah. oversharing. Stop oversharing your relationship. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. And not only that, like, as far as, like, I feel like I would be, I'm a little more protective when it comes to that stuff because I don't want to put images out of, you know, my, my girl, of her butt or her body or whatever for people to see, because I don't want you even thinking like, oh, she ain't got that much booty, or oh, she got some big titties, or whatever. I don't even want you to have these, these, these opinions about the woman that I've chose to be with. Yeah, I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I think that we overly expose everything, um, and it's too much. It's just, mm -hmm. it's too much. We're allowing people to put their negative energy on a person we like. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like telling a relative, like, imagine this: you got a girlfriend, she's awesome. And it was just one thing she did that probably annoyed you. And maybe you accidentally said it out loud, like, oh, dang. Dang, she left the, um, man, she she left the water on again. Dang it. Mm -hmm. And then it would be like an uncle or a cousin, like, see, that's why you got to get rid of these hoes. They don't, <laughs> they don't never want to listen, man. These hoes don't never want to listen. And you like, nigga, what did you just say? <laughs> like, I don't want nobody saying any of that shit about my girlfriend or my wife. Like, nigga, talk about your girl like that. Don't talk about mine. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. So let's just let's just be a little more mindful of what we're sharing with people because mm -hmm. we got you know a bunch of just a bunch of negative stuff. What who were you talking to that day you said like uh something some dude said like yeah, I don't I don't mess with white girls cuz all they want to do is sleep with your cousin or some shit. <laughs> what was that was it? my friend's grandpa. Oh, your friend's grandpa? Yeah, he's talking about white women. And what did he say again? Yeah, he was like that's white women to sleep with your cousin. 
<laughs> this just sounds so personal. Yeah. I think that he was probably traumatized by this so bad that he yeah. just believed it. Yeah. That's another thing too, folks. Don't don't lean into generalizations just because you don't have control over your life. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. I've heard motherfuckers say like, man, I don't trust these girls. All they do is steal from you, but they just steal from your house. They be stealing your TV and shit. You be like, what kind of fucking women are you dealing with? Yeah, that's you, wild. You, it's not your, it, look, it's not, bro, it's your fault. You need to stop dating cat burglars, motherfucker. I ain't going to front. One time, um, I was, I was, it was back in my college days and I had like some quarters to wash. You know, mm-hmm. you go get the change, like the little, uh, little rolls of quarters. Okay. And um, I had, you know, a young, nice young, young lady mm. um, over to the dormitory. And um, the quarters just mysteriously disappeared. And wow. I never got to the bottom of, you know, where they actually went. But I've always thought in the back of my mind, I think this girl stole my quarters. That pussy wasn't free, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. She took your quarters, man. I said that I never paid for it, but I lied. Yeah. yeah. You was you was uh, indirectly tricking. I had a discount though. She got you for two rolls of quarters. <laughs> Five dollars is a good price. Yeah, and, and it was probably when you fell asleep, you was like, ah, oh, all right. Uh, uh. And she was like, I need to do my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do my laundry. That was crazy. Yeah, man. Jeez. Man. That's a scary thing though. You do gotta be careful because if you don't like got the history of some girl, she comes over, you guys have a good time, and then all of a sudden, like your your PS5 is missing. Yeah, but it sucks even worse when the small thing is missing. Cause you know, some like if you had um uh I don't know, it's just like something small. Something small you just had laying around the house or something like that. You may not even know. It may be something you don't care about that much that it just, you know, it's just gone. You're like, dang. You, you know what, though? I'm going to tell you something. A lot of women do steal. And I, I'm not trying to say the women are thieves, but <clears throat> they be taking shit like sweaters and shirts, nigga. <laughs> they do. Stealing your women sweaters, be stealing yeah. shirts and sweaters because it'll be a, like a cold night. You'll take your sweater off and you, you know, be with some young lady. You'll put it on her and, and you know, maybe you'll be and then you go into her home or she'll go into your home and mm-hmm. then you can't find that sweater. And you'll text her like, hey, uh, did you have my sweater? She'll be like, no, I don't have it. Dang. And then you, you're, not, and behold. you're not fucking her no more or nothing. you like, dude, she had to steal it. Or yeah. if, if you ever hanging out with a chick. And, and she, then the nigga get in a relationship with her and be like, dang, that's a cool sweater. Where you get that from? Right, right, right. Yeah. And then, or it, this is where the jig is up. You'd be like, let's say you mess up with a white girl, right? And she got a big old T-shirt that got Black History Month on it. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Which nigga did you take this fucking shirt yeah. from? Yeah. You got a Black History Month T-shirt on that's yeah. a fucking 4X? Which civil rights leader left this over your house? She got a fucking basketball, a, a, a Lakers practice jersey. Yeah. Like, they only give these to Lakers players. Yeah. Like, man, if you don't give fucking Jordan Clarkson his jersey Dang. back. Dang. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. This fucking, you know that a, a tall black man wore this fucking jersey. Give it back. No, that's facts. That's yeah. hilarious. You know, it'll be, you know, be more hilarious. You're dealing with a chick and she got like a, a, a 49ers practice jersey that they only wear in practice. Yeah. You'd be like, oh no! They got be, the tears and stuff all on the shoulder. Yeah, like it, it'll be like a Rams. Like if you don't give Cooper Cup his fucking yeah. jersey back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is how you know something is is really going on. If you just let's say you're talking to some young lady, 
and I, I, I believe in not um, not stalking people or nothing, but you kind of want to have an idea of what type of type of stuff that people are following. Mm-hmm. So you click on following, and it be uh, or followers, and it be like a professional athlete following a girl. You like, mm-hmm. oh nigga, I know what's going on here. Yeah, it's one blue check mark that follows her. You be like, oh man, mm-hmm. why the fuck is uh. Uh, why the fuck is Puka Nakua following? Why the fuck is Christian McCaffrey following you? What's going on? You don't have any set of skills. You're not a musician. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh man, that's hilarious. I know Drake be doing that to people too. Just following girls. He followed that one dude's wife. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He just followed her out of nowhere. Oh yeah, yeah, and I know that dude was livid. He tried to act like he mm-hmm. wasn't bothered. But nigga, if Drake is following your wife, bro, that's gonna ask some questions. That's yeah, bad news. I don't know why he's following me. I have no idea. Yeah, but what about that night you didn't call me back for two days? What what, what was you doing? No, Drake got a clean system because he, as much as Drake probably be um, running through women, he. Uh, he has a pretty clean slate. He does. You know, outside of getting a girl pregnant, the one girl. That was a, yeah, that was a fluke. He got some strong NDAs. That was a glitch in the algorithm. He been, got the girl pregnant. He been, uh, Drake has been like, <laughs> Drake has been throwing shade at women for like over a decade. Mm-hmm. When you came over my house, I told you don't touch that. Oh, <laughs> I asked for your ETA. It made you sign an NDA. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for your ETA. You went and got a BBL. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> this nigga just saying all the what all the acronyms, <laughs> number acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like your man went and got a CDL, you went and got a BBL. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh man. man, Drake. Uh, Drake, he has some song. I forgot what it's called. Where he was like, um, talking about. He was throwing some major shade. Like, mm-hmm. like some of this shit sound personal. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, "What did he say?" Uh, he's like, "Why did I expect?" Uh, he said. Uh, to stay, well, how? Why would I expect you to stay in your stay in your place when you never had your own place or some yeah, shit like that? Yeah, I was like, this niggas. Yeah, and women still love him, but you be throwing major shade at him. I think they probably still love him because it'd be about specific women. Yeah, be like he ain't talking about me. I got my own place. And he be like dropping names and like like we don't know these people. Yeah, Alicia Katia, I know that you gonna yeah. hear this. I'm the man. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he said my name. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, switching gears. New Year's resolution. Um, here's the deal, man. I think we have these new. I think we have resolutions, or I, I don't, but we have them, and they're real to us, right? So what we do is we put these things out into the universe. People hear them, and what you have to understand is we are a results-driven society, right? So if you don't have social proof of the things that legitimately have changed in your life, people see this year after year after year after year, and you're not manifesting any of it. You're just like, I'm going to lose 90 pounds. And then, you know, 80 boxes, 80 boxes of of hot Cheetos later, you ain't lost in 90 pounds. Mm -hmm. I think that it's a good thing to have to, you know, have positive affirmations of what you'll do. I get it. But the fact that you put it on social media, big problem. 
I think everyone's New Year's resolution should be to move with intention and don't do it for attention. Okay? Mm -hmm. Keep that shit to yourself. Mm -hmm. And just provide the results. And then when you pop out, they'll be like, wow, you look amazing. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be mainly because you just did it. Yeah. I think that the best slogan that ever existed was Nike. Just do it. Yeah. I, I, I think... I don't necessarily have that opinion of it. I think that it's okay to say it. I think the biggest thing is that a lot of people don't have a strong relationship with the, with their word. So what ends up happening, there are some people, there are some people that are like super integral. They'll, um, or they just like, they have high integrity. They, they never, they say that they'll be there in 20 minutes. They'll mm -hmm. show up there in 18 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they, they, you know, they say they're going to call you at three o'clock. They'll call you exactly at three o'clock. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people that move around like that. So those people, if they say my New Year's resolution is to, you know, lose 10 pounds by the end of 2020, um, by the time 2025 comes around, they have lost 15 pounds. What happens is there's people that are that um, they just talk. And I see this a lot. I've seen this growing up. And I'm, I'm a person. I, I'm not even going to say I, I have like super strong integrity, but you know there there are some people that are like worse than me. Where mm. you know you you've you know those people growing up, the aunts, the uncles, the mm -hmm. grandparents, the ones that's always going to say, yeah, next year I'm a, uh you know I'm thinking about I'm thinking about buying a house. Yeah, I think it's about time that I you know buy a house. So you know I'm starting to look, been looking on uh, Zillow and in uh, Realtor, and uh, mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm starting starting to look at it like a, look at a house. When in reality, they don't even really have a plan or anything in place. This mm -hmm. is just the this is the way that they communicate because they understand like the you know the power of your mm -hmm. word or the power of speaking positively. But the thing with that is like you can say anything all day, mm -hmm. but you need to have some sort of uh, action behind it. Yeah. And the people that I'm talking about that have strong, very strong integrity are people that can say stuff, and then they have to go figure out how to do it. But there are some people that just say stuff. And they just think that saying it is going to be like, it's just going to magically fall out of the sky. I think, too, that there are certain people when they say things, they've already done some mild level of research. So when they do say, hey, I'm working on getting a house mm -hmm. and you'd be like, oh, have you closed escrow on this or have you done this or have you seen the the interest rates on this or whatever? They'd be like, yeah, but this is like 15.7. Yeah. This yeah. is like the And they start to have an actual conversation because they've already done some of the work. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. If somebody tell you, hey, how do I start a podcast? And I, I just I just send them a link to yeah. all the equipment, bro. I had a I had a conversation, like this is not exactly what we're saying, but mm -hmm. similar to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. There was a guy who was in this um, film this filmmakers group here in Bakersfield, and he jumped in there and he was like, "Hey, you know, I I have this idea, this dope idea for a horror film. I just want um, somebody to um, write it for me. Like I have a great idea." And um, he just posted it in there, and I was like. I told him, I was like, to be honest, bro, like nobody's going to write your script. No. I said, the best thing that you can do is learn how to write it on your own and you'll mm -hmm. be much more valuable. And I told him also like, you know, an idea is worthless, you know, like yeah, it is. everybody has an idea. I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, I have film ideas I want to do. Eddie has the listener right now. They, mm -hmm. I'm sure they were writing down or they were leaving the theater one day and be like, yo, wouldn't it be dope if this was a movie or this was a movie? So mm -hmm. the idea has no value to it. The execution is where the value is. 100%. Um, so I explained to him that I told him that in so many words. And, um, you know, I think, I think he got it. I, I'm, I'm not sure what, what he's up to now. 
But I just say that to say, like, you know, when you we have to be mindful, too, that the, the very device that we're typing these kind of things on has the information that we're looking for. Right. Yeah. So if I there's some things that may not, you know, like if I come to like my, my guy, Joe, if I come to him with a question, it's probably a question that is outside of the research that I've done. You there know? you go. So I'll be like, hey, man, I was looking at this camera, but, you know, what do you think about this one compared to that one? Because I've mm. seen a couple of videos and, mm-hmm. you know, this is what it looks like versus mm-hmm. like, hey, man, like what what's the best camera to shoot a movie on? And That's, it's just like it's, it's just oh, an extremely vague answer that I mean, question that there's no, you know, there's no there's not real any real answer to your question sometimes will out you. Mm-hmm. Because your question is based on you not even giving you have an interest in something because you've seen somebody else do it and be good at it, or you, you have an interest because you like it. Mm-hmm. But how much if you really had a genuine interest, there would be a level of research that's involved in it. Yeah. When it came to podcasting for us, we started out with one mic, but as time progressed, we you know we we went online and looked at mics, we compared prices. Um, mm-hmm. we, we eventually went out and said, How could we get the sound better? Hey, acoustic yeah. panels. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know. Uh, we need to put them in certain places. You know, uh, where could we find a venue? Uh, do the mics work? Um, how do they sound? Like it just goes yeah. on and on. It's just this evolving, um, this evolving type of attitude. But what you know? Out. But the thing about it, though, even with the live show, we didn't know. We didn't know about a venue. We didn't know. You know what it's gonna sound like. We didn't mm-hmm. know how, how if we was gonna need help. We didn't know about Eventbrite. None of that. Mm-mm. But we have a. I'm not saying in my whole life, but when it comes to the podcast, we have very strong integrity when it comes to us consistently, you know, recording us consist- consistently doing what we said we we're going to do. And um, be- because of that, we were able to say the 300 episode, let's rock, you know. Mm-hmm. And all we did was <coughs> up until the time of we did things conducive, whether it was mm-hmm. shooting a video or whatever. Mm-hmm. We, we we wasted six hours one day trying to get the video right, you know, only for us to shoot it the next day and it came out yeah. decent. But, you know, that's just, that's that's kind of what it, what it takes. But imagine if everybody moved like that. People wouldn't, you wouldn't have to wait till you halfway there. You will be able to just say like, you know what, come next July, I'm gonna get a new car. And then January 1, you're gonna be like, okay, I got to get a raise. How can I get more money? Let me pick up a side job. Let me find a way to save money here or there. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then by July, you get a new car. Um, But what happens, like I was saying before, what happens now is like people just say stuff and they just want to sit here and be like, yep, about to get this new car. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. The Lord going to bless me. Yeah. You just sitting there waiting on on some shit that will never materialize. Yeah. Yeah. I Um, mean, even the Bible says faith without works is dead. 100%. See, there's and and there's always like you need integrity and enthusiasm. Those are the two things you need. For the Mm -hmm. 300 episode, I want to do something kind of special. So I went out and bought a letterman's jacket, right? Yeah, that was fire. And what I did is I said, hey, you know what? Damn, I need to find an embroiderer so an embroiderer could stitch this on. But is there another way for me to get this on here? Let me look online. So I kept kept (laughs) looking. And I went and found some patches that were adhesive, right? They were, they had this this, this, uh, adhesive glue that went on. That is for, you know, you can put them on different um, uh, fabrics Mm -hmm. and it will adhere. So what I did is I had a embroidered style adhering patch that went on and you can't tell that it's, ironed on mm-hmm. right but i went and i found that because i had um a, a curiosity uh to do it in the first place and i went and i did it mm-hmm. and it came out decent mm-hmm. 
So it's just it's just it, well, not to mention the next day I showed you the video where they did that with the Giants jerseys, the San Francisco. Oh Giants my jerseys. God, bro! It blew my mind. Yeah, it blew my mind because I'm thinking like, hey, everything for them is top notch. It's 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 so on sweat, sweatshops. Yeah, they 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 do that shit. When I seen that they were literally using a heat press to put that on the jersey, I yeah. said, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, I'm an idiot because I'm thinking this whole time that everything is a hundred percent. But they found a way to cut the cost so much that these things are are on there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Wow!" That made me rethink everything. Mm-hmm. And also, oh, this is a big one. And going into the new year, do not have analysis paralysis. And what I mean by that is this. You may have the enthusiasm and you think you have the integrity and you learned a lot. You can learn a lot from Instagram and YouTube and research and and, and all these different things. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you're not taking the risk to just do it like you want to do it right so bad that you just researching, 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 and you're not really doing anything to like get the product out or do whatever. You just you're just being overly analytical and it's freezing you from doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You are literally you're overly analyzing what's going on mm-hmm. and it's it, and it's um it's it's stagnating where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something I'm you know, that I need to work on. And uh, also, too, with us, even though we, we had the enthusiasm and the integrity to do things for the, the live event and all of this, mm-hmm. we still came out feeling we could have did better. Yeah. Right. So it's also being able to, you know, reinvent yourself and to be like, hey, man, this next time it's going to be bigger because we're going to do everything we can on our end to yeah. better present these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I don't feel like we're straying from the topic, but um, just when it comes to doing something different, yeah. I think the number one motivation that will go that will take you into next year is this. You're going to die. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. You literally going to die. I just had a classmate die yesterday. Um, rest in peace to Elisha. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you know, I'm I think I'm only one year older than her. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's crazy to me is is when you see people your age that are passing away on your timeline, it is one of the most stark reminders that you it, time is not on your side. Mm-hmm. Time is not your friend. Time is just time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you need to just utilize the time you've got. Because mm-hmm. guess what? If I told you, you know, next year I'm gonna be alive. We don't know that. Yeah. All of us have the same potential to die in 2024. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So time is not on your side. So the next time you decide to say, I'm going to go to the gym for two months and quit. Bro, you may imagine if you died with a bag of Cheetos in your hand. And then after you go up to heaven, you're like, man, I never got in shape. I wish I would have known how it felt to be my higher self while I was alive. I wish I would have known how it felt to walk on the beach with my shirt off or to or to be in a bikini. Imagine dying like this. Oh, you got a bag of Cheetos in your hand right now. <laughs> Damn. Some some people fat and they would love to die that way. <laughs> oh man, but here's the worst part. Here's the worst part. This is the this is the worst one. You know what's worse than dying uh eating Cheetos? What's that? If you die beating your meat. Dang. And the, and the police, everybody come, and you just jacking off with your, your, your penis in your hand, and you just dead. No, nah, I do be thinking about that sometime. Like, what, what, like, you know, say you're doing something like texting and driving or something like that, and um, you was looking up some stupid YouTube video or something, and yeah. then, then you, you know, they find the evidence, or, you know, your family get your phone, and mm-hmm. they open it up, and it's just like, 
It's just some YouTube video of Takashi Six Nine or something. It's like something that. stupid. But here's yeah. the worst one. Here is the worst one. Here's the worst one. This is why it's important that when you do make decisions, you have enthusiasm and integrity. Because imagine if you are a married man and you are in traffic and you texting your side piece and you run into a fucking wall and you die and your wife finds out that you was texting a woman like, oh, I can't wait till you suck my and dick tonight. Dead. I can't wait till you throat my dick tonight Dang. and you dead. And yeah. your wife goes through a level of grief and like just, just disgust at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Think about that. This is why it's important to live with intention while you're alive. Because yeah. I'm not going to say no names, but I do know of a woman that her husband passed, and within like a few weeks, she was fucking his teammate. Damn. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. I'm not going to say no names. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. she, was, uh, she was saddling up. <laughs> she was saddling up with him. But <laughs> you know, who knows? But this is the thing. Who knows what you know? spouses have found on people's phones? You know, my thing is if I'm married and I pass away, what's going to be in my phone, my wife is going to look at it and say, like, this was him. Mm -hmm. Like, it, there's no pussy in this phone. It ain't, <laughs> no, it ain't no, no nothing sneaky going on in here. He really loved me. Yeah. And, and, I, and the thing, too, is if you're in a relationship, it's important to be that way because if you do pass away, you will leave a legacy and also – she will know what she how she should be treated. And if it's anything less than how you treated her, then she probably shouldn't remarry. Mm. I'm, that goes both ways. If you got an amazing woman and she dies and she treated you amazing, bro, don't remarry nobody if they, not, if they don't replicate those qualities that your wife had. Yeah. Because you're just going to go back into the world with a raggedy-ass person. Yeah. There's some people that have been married and they spouse, and they said, I'm never getting married again. And I can respect that. I think Lauren London said something to that energy. She said something like, I don't have the want for like a relationship right now. I can't see marriage. I can't see anything. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I can't, I can't speak on anything she's saying. She seems to be like a pretty private person too. Mm -hmm. um, but I get it. Yeah. I get it's it. Tricky. I, it's tricky, but I, I, I do get it. Mm -hmm. I just think that, the the want for companionship sometimes, man, is is a little too strong for some people. Mm -hmm. There are some people that like they. She said like I've experienced love. I know what that means, mm -hmm. right? So she's like I don't have the want for it right now. But um, some people are just so um, what's the word? I think Angie Martinez was asking her something during the interview about that. I just think we live in a society where people are so codependent that they're like, you don't want to marry, you don't want a boyfriend, you don't want to be in a relationship, you don't want to. And it's like some people don't have the um they don't have the need yeah for that mm -hmm. they're not their life doesn't revolve around Thank a you. companion it, it and, is, it's not yeah. it's not essential for them to live they need water not yeah. water and food <clears throat> not 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 um uh intimacy all the time yeah and i would imagine she has love in her life in in many different capacities um but it she doesn't require especially how tragically her partner passed away 100% yeah it's different hundred percent. Whatever she is doing in her life is her business. I don't want mm -hmm. to insinuate anything because mm -hmm. that's somebody I would absolutely love to speak to one day. Yeah. Lauren London has a beautiful, a beautiful soul. Just mm -hmm. her conversation. Mm -hmm. I would love to speak to her and Nia Long. Those are the two. For me, those are the two um, women is more specifically that I would love to speak to. Mm -hmm. They just have like the same type of energy during their um, interviews. Mm -hmm. So they, they'd be a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know how we got there, but I'm speaking at it to in 2024. I'm gonna talk to Lauren London. There you go. And Neil Long. There you go. Putting that into existence. So when <laughs> I if, if I fail, y'all could be like, "Nigga, you lied. You nigga, you, you gave a you, whole 20 minute monologue yeah. about who you talking <laughs> to. Where Neil Long at, nigga? Where she at? Where Lauren London at? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's switch gears. All right. Uh, 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 uh. Where we at, man? Uh, we got out. We are hour in. Yeah, all right, okay. We might do one more topic. Yeah, because we got two. But we could. You want to end on uh, Anthony Edwards? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, because you got you know y- your boy at the end. We could, <laughs> I mean, I w- let's do the boy and then let's do Ant- let's do them both. But okay. no, let's not drag it. Let's not drag it. Okay. Switching gears, Anthony Edwards. Um, Anthony Edwards suggests abortion. Timberwolves. Uh, Anthony Edwards walks back alleged comments telling a woman to get an abortion with a hundred k payoff. In quote, I made comments in the heat of a moment that are not me and that are not aligned with what I be- believe and who I want to be as a man. The NBA star said Monday. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves shooting guard Anthony Edwards is speaking out amid accusations that he told a woman to get an abortion. Uh, in posts of social media page, uh, alleged screenshots of her text messages with Edwards, 22, um, claiming that he impregnated her and pursued and pressured her into getting an abortion, according to multiple outlets. Um, in response to the photo, um, Jorday uh, apparently sent a, po- a positive pregnancy test and information about an upcoming doctor's visit, Edwards allegedly wrote. Hell no, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> and, and get an abortion, LOL. Then he could put LOL after abortion? Come on, nah, bro. you can't. You can't text. You can't. You can't text your baby mama with the LOL after you tell her to get an abortion. Yeah, that's not his baby mama. That's a girl he cheated <clears> with. <throat> this girl on the side. I know. She, well, she was going to be his baby mama. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, in a text message to the aspiring aspiring Instagram model. See, that's another thing, fellas. Like a lot of this is on him, brother. You are fucking with an Instagram model. This is the woman that that like that's a dead end. That's a dead end career. Right. Yeah. What is an Instagram? It's it means nothing. You're just a person that takes pictures on the internet. That's that's the same thing as a con- like somebody introduced themselves as a content creator. Yeah. This is very vague. <laughs> right? So this is who you're dealing with, and you don't cover your dick up, brother. The the, the least you got to worry about is a child. You can worry about diseases, man. What's what? I think we did some study that we had talked about where like only thirty something percent of young people are using protection. Yeah, that's low. That's low. And there's no mm-hmm. there's no way. I remember a, a, a young lady suggested that we should not use a condom, and I said, uh, "That's not happening." <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. This dick is valuable. Yeah, I'm not doing that because mm-hmm. I, what I know, I know I'm from the busting you, so I'm not doing <laughs> that. You ain't pulling out. Oh no, <laughs> I'm full throttle. <laughs> what, what's that? What's that? Ki- what's the, uh, the 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 rocket kid? Uh, what's his name? I'm from the blast, or whatever his name is. I'm from the blast. What's his name? Johnny something? Johnny Rocket? I can't remember his name. Johnny Tsunami? Not uh, is that Johnny Tsunami? I'm not sure. It was like a little superhero about. kid or whatever he was. Nah, it'll come to me later. Yeah, yeah. Talking about Astro Boy? It might be. I don't, I'm not. I can't remember. I but know. he, I think he already said I'm from the Blast. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. Johnny yeah. Bravo? No, nah, not John. That's who? Who? Yeah, no. Nah, that's he, now you're just saying shit. All right. <laughs> All right. And his text messages. <laughs> Uh, to the aspiring Instagram model. In one message, Jordan allegedly told Edwards, who was a top pick in 2020 NBA draft, that she had an abortion two years ago and did not want to get another. Honestly, I had an abortion with my son around two years ago, and I regret it every day. Jordan shared with him a via message, the NBA star's response that confessed was allegedly, man, you can't force a kid in the world before reminding her she doesn't know the sex of the baby yet. 
screenshots show that Edwards allegedly offered Jorday $100,000 to get an abortion and then pursued, pressured her to sending him a video of herself taking the pills for proof. You know, you got the money now, Edwards apparently wrote in texting her what the holdup was, was sending the request video. According to the woman's claims on social media, she sent Edwards an AI-created image of what their baby may look like in November 20. This is wild, bro. That's, that, when this I is, heard that, I was like, yo, you tripping. How you going <laughs> to... How you going to send me an AI-created DNA, like, you going to blend our pictures together to get a, a fake picture of the baby? I think it's two things is true. He's an idiot, and she's also hustling him, too. Because the thing about it, too, is is uh, she she allowing a man to go raw in you that is in a rele- relationship. He is in a documented, open, in a relationship with his girl, and you're fucking him, and you let him go up in you with no condom? Dang. I don't think she would just let a random dude do that. This guy is worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So both of these people is, and look, I, I don't know them, but they both come off as idiots. You know, men get a bad rap for thinking with their dick, but women be thinking with their uterus like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. They be thinking with their uterus. Chill out, man. Like you, like this shit, I just don't know why people are having sex without condoms. Mm-hmm. It's some form of protection because a baby is the least of the worries. Yeah. If you shooting loads up in this girl and she's got a wild sex, she could, bro. First of all, let's be clear. In today's society, most people are not fucking one person. Mm-hmm. Most people are not. I'm just being real. In no society. And no, yeah, most people are not fucking one person. So if she's fucking you with no condom, at least there's somebody else that's fucking her with a condom. Mm-hmm. But somebody's fucking her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and then you over there, like, oh, oh, man. And then you say, like, ain't no reason to bring no baby in the world. Nigga, you just busted in her with no condom, you idiot. <laughs> you don't have the right to tell her what she can't do. You you could have prevented that if you use your brain. Yeah. Bro, it's sad. Not to mention, not just the child aspect. I think being a present father is way more important than any of this. But you just, like, even if you're making money now, it's not always going to be like that, sir. You just created an 18-year bill. And the chances of you playing in the NFL for 18 years, it's not very huge. Most people are not LeBron and get to play that many years in the league. LeBron's been in the league how many years now? 20. 20. Something like that. Yeah, because me and him, well, he's we're the same age. He's a couple months older than me. So he's 39 now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be. His birthday is in December. So it might not have came yet. Yeah, but basically 19, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys are not. You can still have a successful career in the NBA and not play 20 years, which is a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've, you're going to create a life that you have to pay for for 18 years, and you might not be in a league that long. Did you know that over 70% of athletes go broke when they retire? I would say, though, think not, and no slight to Anthony Edwards because he's a great athlete. He's a but hell of there's, a player. There's, like, comparable, you know, players that have been, like, that good, that you know, didn't last. A hundred percent. You know, you know you, we talked about John Wall earlier. You know, he's only 33. He's not mm-hmm. in the league right now. Yes, he is. And, uh, you know, these players, they make so much money that, you know, they can, you know, they can, uh, they can retire, you know, without having to play overseas and all that other stuff. But, yeah, it's just, a, I think it's a, he's, t- he's very young. I think he's only like 20 years old. Um, so that's like, not to give him an excuse, but that's like young behavior. Like, you know, being you probably for the first time get your pick of the litter. And he's been in the NBA a couple of years, but you know, you at the you at the uh time in your life where 
it's just easy. You're not playing like college basketball or you're right. not playing high school basketball where you had to work a little bit, even though you were like probably like a super highly recruited athlete. Like right. you probably still have to holler at females. Uh-huh. But you had a point in your life where you could just like, you know, pick up the phone or like, mm-hmm. you know, send somebody a DM and then they just, you know, no, come to all you got to do is like a post. Yeah. And then what's going to happen is they'll, the girls will message you. The DMs is wild. Like players, there's some players that's talking about like the DMs. They be like, hey, how you doing? And then and the girl will see the blue check mark and see who it is, and they'll go nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, this mm-hmm. is if you got women coming that easy, bro. And it, not to mention, if you're gonna be a young player um, in the NBA or NFL or whatever, and you don't really want to be faithful in a relationship, don't even be in one, man. Mm-hmm. Just focus on the game and get some pussy, man. If that's what you want, that's fine. But please stop cheating on these girls, man. Just just stop. And and to some people that sounds corny, like man, you talking about not cheating, man? What's wrong with cheating? It's like, bro, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Like that's a lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. What's the point of having a wife or a girlfriend if you're cheating on her? And and I'm gonna tell y'all this too: what a lot of men do not grasp for some reason. If you got a girl and you got a lot of money, right, and you cheating on her, you think she doesn't know that you're doing it? Mm-hmm. You think that, and you got so many loose ends. You think that you being smart, but women know when you're fucking somebody. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're going to know who you're fucking. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they're going to go fuck who they want. So now both of y'all cheat. Yeah. Stupid, man. Yeah. And the thing that's bad, too, and I already said this a million times, that if a dude, the dumbest thing you could do is cheat on these girls. Because let's say, for example, everything is fine. Let's say you cheated on her nine years ago. Everything's fine in the relationship now. You think it is, and then you find out she's fucking somebody. Mm-hmm. That's because women be holding their cheats, man. Mm-hmm. They put their cheats on ice. They won't cheat on you for nine, ten years. They holding their cheats while somebody else is holding their cheeks. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and what happened too is the way it, and it's bro. I've trust me, I've seen this. Especially, I had some homies that was trainers that was fucking people's wives, man, mm-hmm. in the parking lot at the gym. Yeah. This shit really happens, man. It's because, and, and it's wrong either way. It doesn't matter who cheats first. But I think women might be, women are the only ones that have the ability to not, to be faithful after they get cheated on. And then years down the line, they're like, somebody about to get this pussy. Yeah. Somebody. They're getting triggered. Yeah. yeah. Any argument that happened or mm-hmm. something like that, they're getting triggered. Oh, they're getting triggered. And, they, and what they'll display it, they might have a little argument and then they go into the gym and there's some dude, it, bro, it'd be women at the gym that's like 36 and they probably arguing with their husband and it's a personal trainer that's like 22, mm-hmm. that's like six foot three, that's buff, that keep on trying to hit on her and she's mm-hmm. gonna fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Keep, bro, th- th- for some reason, a lot of these dudes, a lot of these married dudes, they be thinking that their wife is just chilling. Bro, she's going to fuck somebody. If Especially if you couldn't keep your dick in your pants. Mm-hmm. Man, you might you might walk in on her getting busted on. Dang. Right when you open the door, he like, oh, man, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't know. I didn't. <laughs> that nigga knew what was going on. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That's, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, Anthony Edwards learned. I think that, you know, it's it's. There's a sticky situation all around. I would say, like, even outside of the, the cheating and the integrity of it all, like, that's a huge bill. It um, is a huge bill. And uh, that's, like, you know, that's not a good way to start off your your NBA career his, by having to support a child for 18 years. His actual girlfriend seems really cool. Like, she seems like she's like she's really supportive. She'd be out in the, in the 
out in the the parking structure, like yelling at like after the game, like you did that, like you that you the one, like yeah. really encouraging them and shit. Like it was all over ESPN. She's like, you the one, you the one, not the two, you the one, you the one. That's like, fire. Yeah, she was like encouraging him, and he was doing an interview, and he was like smiling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, like he really, she seemed like she really loved him, bro. Mm-hmm. And you getting, bro, come yeah. on. Yeah, I would. I think this happened like a little while ago, and I would say that even even releasing the, these screenshots now is is messy. It it's is. messy all around. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think Anthony Edwards, it's messy for him, but also for the girl. Because it could be a thing where he already dealt with the ramifications of cheating on his girl. And um, I think that they are, like, expecting a child. Like, his actual mm-hmm. girlfriend is expecting a child. That's wild. And, you know, putting something like this out, like, afterwards or later on after, like, the real scenario already happened, that's just messy. It is. I'm, I'm gonna say this too, and this is a, a ca- like a cautionary tale to, to the ladies out there. Um, I understand that when things like this happen, a lot of people zero in, zero in on the man, and they say, "Oh my God, he's so disgusting. These men can't stop cheating and keeping their dick in their pants." I just want the ladies to know there is a culture of women out there that are trying to fuck your man. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to fuck your man, so don't be too zeroed in on what men are doing because it's a woman on the outside that knows who you are that's trying to fuck your man. Mm-hmm. So we got to start talking about these fucking home wreckers, <laughs> okay? Let's yeah. stop. Let's just stop zeroing in on the men all the time. The wedding these, crashers. Oh yeah, these women. These women be knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't like you. They like shit. I'm gonna try to fuck her, man. Women really, bro. Yeah. Hear me out. I'm, I'll just. I'll. I'll say this and I'll leave it alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. That girl at your job that you busted liking your man's picture. <laughs> that girl's about to fuck your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, and it's a gang of women like that, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a gang of them. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we can move on. Yeah, Anthony Edwards dunking on him. Yeah, he get, man, he dunking in games and dunking in pussy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the dude to be announcing the games? It'd be um, uh, 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 Mark Jackson and the other dude. Is it Steve Van Gundy? Yeah, Steve. It'd be like you imagine him commentating. Is Steve the sex? or Jeff? I think it's Jeff Van Gundy. I think it's Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Steve is the chunky one. Yeah, Steve. He do be announcing some games. I think Jeff yeah. is the one that does it more. Imagine so. Jeff like announcing like sex after the game. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Look, and Anthony Edwards spins and dunks in that pussy. <laughs> Having a, a, a sports commentator or announcer for your sex tape is crazy. Oh, he's going for the long strokes now. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> Uh, what's the dude to do the Hornets games? <laughs> He'd be like, Hum Diddly D. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I oh, dude, that. this is a dude that does the Hornets games, and that's like how he, mm-hmm. like what he says. He's a really good announcer. That's funny. But Chick Hearn used to, like, at the end of the Lakers games, and the Lakers start blowing people out. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, what do you say? He's like, uh, the, the food's warming up, the jello's getting hard. No, he said, no, the, the, the butter's getting hard, and the jello is cooling. <laughs> that's funny. That's what he used to say after every game, bro. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Chick Hearn, man. Before Chick Hearn died, he started fucking up on his announcing, though. Really? They passed the ball to Shaq, and they're like, Kobe has the ball. You're like, nigga, you old. Go home. You too old, man. You time for you to sit down. Kobe with the dunk. And then Stu lands the ball like, actually, that was Shaq with the dunk. Like, Kobe's got the ball. He's going up court. And he'd be like, they're, they're on a timeout. <laughs> Rest in peace to Chick Hearn, man. Yeah, and rest in peace to Vince Scully, too. 
Yes, huge, sir. Huge Dodger name. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge Dodger legend. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gear and rest in peace to Tommy Lasorda too. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gears. Jonathan Majors found guilty. There's some a little more nuance to that, so I'll go ahead and read the article. Marvel Disney drop actor Jonathan Majors after he's convicted of assaulting his former girlfriend. Uh, Jonathan Majors was convicted Monday of assaulting his former girlfriend after a trial that he hoped would vindicate him and restore his status as an emerging Hollywood star. It did just the opposite. Marvel Studios and the Walt Disney Company dropped him hours after the verdict. A Manhattan jury found Majors, 34, guilty of one misdemeanor assault charge and one harassment violation stemming from his March confrontation with then-girlfriend Grace Jabari. She said he attacked her in the car and left her in excruciating pain. His lawyer said Jabari was the aggressor. Majors, who was acquitted of the, a different assault charge and aggravated uh, assault, uh, aggravated harassment, looked slightly downward and showed no immediate reaction as the verdict was read. He declined to comment after he was left. left oh, damn it. This thing left out the courthouse. You know what I hate? I hate when the article would be like, we reached out to their team and they haven't responded. Of course they're not going to respond. Yeah. They, they got, might be facing jail time. Yeah, we got bigger fish to fry, son. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody trying to respond to TMZ. Yeah, just so you could twist it more. When we reached out <laughs> to their team, they stated that uh, they're currently guilty right now and they plan to stay that way. <laughs> like, they didn't say that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing to learn from this is if you are on par, if you are on course, to, to achieve something great in your life, it is absolutely um, it is absolutely important to choose the partner that mixes with that well. If you're a person that wants to become an actor and like you know a, a very well known um, actor, you can't be dating certain women, man. They'll bring your whole life down. Yeah, and the same thing goes for women. You know what I'm saying, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fart on air, but dude, I got to fart so bad. <laughs> trying to be trying to be a good dog. God dang. Sorry. Uh, no, nah, I agree a hundred percent. I think this is a, um, you know, the 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 downfall of Jonathan Majors. You know, that's the title of the movie. Downfall. Uh, the the minor uh, kerfuffle of Jonathan Majors. Um, but yeah, I think that his. It, it it's all because of relationship, you know, which is unfortunate. And it's not, it's not like a drug thing. It's not like you know, uh, something that happened in a club or anything like that. Like it's literally like his his relationship and you know the the person whom he chose to lay down with um, led to his demise. And of course, he made the decisions. He, he's the one that you know, um, you know, decided to snatch his phone or whatever he was convicted of in terms of putting her back in the car and stuff like he was the person that was um, the person that chose to do all those things. But I think above all of that other stuff, it just seemed like, you know, he got into a relationship with he got into like a very toxic relationship. And if you listen to that, that um, that phone call or that, yeah, that audio of them having that argument, you could see that, um, it was just two people that were not really on the same path. You know, she seemed like she was going out, hanging out with her friends and stuff like that. And he seemed like he was trying to focus on, you know, being a great actor. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where, you know, they clashed. And he probably, this is me kind of creating a story around what I know. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like, you know, he was trying to, he's probably trying to move on. And he knew that that was the end of their relationship. And he probably just didn't 
have the ability to say, like, you know, I'm I'm done with you. Or maybe he, I mean, from the looks of it, if he did even break up with her, he she was just going to chase him around New York City anyway. So, <laughs> like, stop. I'm in too good a shape. You'll never catch me. <laughs> I, I will say, though, like, I genuinely felt bad for him. One, because this, when you actually look at what he was accused of, or not even what he was accused of, but he got convicted of, it didn't seem that crazy. You mm-hmm. know, it didn't seem like any, you know, uh, it didn't seem like something that I would be like, yo, I'm never watching. I'm never supporting this man again. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was just like, it was like a technicality, you know, one of those things. And um, it's unfortunate that, you know, one, you get convicted and you're facing jail time. Two, you immediately get dropped from Marvel. And it's just like, you know, so it's a long journey back to to where he probably wants to go. And, um, you know, I, not that he shouldn't have, you know, not that he shouldn't get his just due for what he did. But I'm just saying, like, seeing another man and especially another black man, you know, in this type of situation is just it's just uh, it's unfortunate. And I, I just wish that, you know, we as people, we, you know, I think this kind of narrative has been throughout this whole podcast like we got to stop making dumb decisions and we got to yeah. do better and uh, and, and part of those decisions uh are who we choose to be partners with yeah. i can, i don't i can say i don't feel bad for him um i don't think he should be canceled but i don't feel bad for him because as adults and as men more specifically we have to understand how things look if you are in a situation where you got to defend yourself, she's swinging at you, you need to get the fuck away from her and do not give her another chance. You hit me. You assaulted me. I, I cannot let you hit me and think that that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I'm, if because even if you're not the aggressor, if you, a big dude like me, and a woman hits you and you swat her away, like, stop it, and she falls down and she get a bump on her head and everybody can see it, the narrative now is that big black guy is beating this girl's ass. So before yeah. that can happen, you have to have the foresight to see, hey, how is the media going to sh- see me? Yeah. You know, if, if you out, okay, imagine if you Jonathan Majors and let's say you you out shopping, you getting her some clothes and y'all going, to, you know, let's say y'all, y'all out on Rodale Drive or whatever, right? Y'all spending, mm-hmm. spending a bag on some clothes and then she starts an argument and she's yelling and screaming. That's enough to break up with her. You know why? She's not considering your career. Mm-hmm. If a person loves you, they consider the things that are important in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, imagine if, imagine if, I don't know, you got a girlfriend that's in gymnastics or whatever, right? And you like, hey, baby, I want you to wear these shoes. And she's like, I can't wear those shoes. I do gymnastics. They'll hurt my feet. And you like, no, nah, I want you to wear those shoes. Mm-hmm. Are you doing things that are in her best interest at that moment? Mm-hmm. You're not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know it's an off-the-wall analogy, but I think that when you care about somebody, you care about what's important to them also. Mm-hmm. So you cannot be with somebody who does not have any regard for what your life is, man. Mm-hmm. That's And it's your fault if you stay there. You're choosing your own despair at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%, man. I think, I don't know, I think one of the things you pointed to um, a couple weeks ago was like, there's somebody out there that is... Um, is doing right, you know, doing right in a community, doing right by people, showing love to people, um, you know, like uh, giving back and all this stuff in there, just uh, taking acting classes and just waiting mm-hmm. for an opportunity. Right. They're you know, just like a really good individual. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some people that get these opportunities and they squander they it away. squander it away. Because they don't, they don't know how to be like a decent person. Yeah. And um, 
I think that um, you know that's that just opens up the world for for somebody else. And yeah. you know, even in terms of that role, they're saying like you know, no one knows what it's going to look like because you know Marvel keeps everything they have a tight ship. But um, they're saying that it's possible to um, that they're going to give that role to somebody else. And um, you know, who knows who it could be? It's probably it's a it's a lot of what what I realized um, is there are far more great actors than there are roles mm. and um it it entertainment film is a situation where there's a handful of movies that come out every year mm-hmm. and there's hundreds and hundreds of actors going out for those same roles mm-hmm. so for example with um i don't think this happened because creed 3 was a uh a, a movie they probably handpicked jonathan majors like yo let's Let's bring this guy on. He's up and coming. He's he's a great actor. Blah 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 blah. But <clears throat> what you know, what may have or not what may have happened, but in a certain scenario, it could be every major black actor, thirty something year old black actor in Hollywood goes out for that role, right? It'd mm-hmm. be, um, I don't know all the thirty something year old black actors, but you know, you just get the idea. But it's just like mm-hmm. just. A line, lines and lines and lines of, of them. And they just give it to Jonathan Majors because he has the notoriety and, mm-hmm. the, and the fame and the chops and stuff like that. But there's probably somebody at the end of the thing that had a great audition, but he only got 400 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So they like, we can't. Like, we're not going to, he's not going to get people out of their seats to go buy tickets. So we're going to give it to, you know, this person. Sucks. But I say that to say, like, you know, that person is always going to get the opportunity if they yeah. just keep trying and being a decent person. Yeah. I just, I think that what sucks a lot of times though is that not decent people get to occupy these spaces because they're such great actors. Yeah. There are some people that are um, pieces of shit, but they're such great actors that they are never going to be taken off. Like Christian Bale. I don't know him, but he was losing his fucking mind on set. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I understand you might be frustrated with something, but the shit that he was just yelling at people, mm-hmm. going insane. Mm-hmm. So there's no code of conduct if your shit's good. Mm-hmm. If you're good, then you get to be a piece of shit. But you have to build that. You have to build that momentum and that reputation. If this happened to Jonathan Majors, let's say it happened. It didn't happen until about you know six, seven years later. You get a couple Marvel movies. You get a couple other big movies. I don't think he's getting canceled. Yeah, if he was in a different place in his career. Oh yeah, if he was mm-hmm. in, if he had already reached the the highest level of where you can go, and he's made some block, just made a lot of money. I don't think this happens. I think but they could cut ties with him because he had the momentum, but he didn't have all the proof, all the social, the, all the accolades yet. I think that you. I think you're right in a sense. Like if. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say you're right, but I would say there's a version of that that makes sense. Like if Marvel, if uh, if he was Thanos, say Jonathan Majors was playing Thanos, mm-hmm. they already had the whole world set up for Civil War and Endgame and all that stuff, or mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame. Um, in the movies where they said, say they were set to come out in like January or something like that. I think they would have moved some pieces behind the scenes to make some of this stuff. Because the way it played out was like, honestly, this is like, not to say that it's right, but this is just, this is generic domestic violence. You know, this is something you hear from your neighbors arguing and then, I don't know, he, he 
body checks her. Generic? Eat. I've never heard of that. No, I'm just making up a frame. But it's, I'm saying it's not like... It's like great value, domestic violence? <laughs> 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 this is a signature select domestic violence. select. <laughs> <laughs> this is Granny Goose Chips. Uh, this is Shasta. <laughs> Shasta the best of Ain't even name brand. Oh, <laughs> but this is, this is fr- fruit, uh, fruit rounds. <laughs> <laughs> this is crispy rice violence. <laughs> I'm sorry, Keith. I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm just saying it, it. This ain't that. It ain't that wild. And right, it, right. And I don't mean that to say that to be dismissive. I'm just saying like it ain't. We've seen far worse, right? Mm. And um, I think that, you know, in a world where um, the, a huge billion-dollar movie is at play, um, say he was playing Black Panther or something like that, I think that they would have moved some pieces behind the board to, to, mm-hmm. to make this go a 100%. little bit smoother because it is not it, – it wasn't crazy enough to where they couldn't hide it. Yeah, you know, fucking Ezra Miller had some shit going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. and he still played in the movie, and the movie ended up flopping. But, um, yeah, I, I think if they wanted to make this go away, especially being that he ain't killed somebody, he just you know hurt her hand and you know uh, pushed her back in the car. I think that they could have made this go away. Yeah, but this is what I this is what I hate about these corporations or you know these businesses is they they allow people to have. It's like they. I don't know. They have selective morality. Mm-hmm. Like even with the Kanye shit, when he said, you know, the the anti-Semitic shit, mm-hmm. I think like he should have been outed when he was, he should have been outed when he said slavery was a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you, if literally, if, if, if the, the, the Jewish struggle and the black struggle as far as slavery is concerned, those things are comparable. So it, it, it can't be yeah. because, well, since he's a black man, he can say that. If if though if that is what you're using to get rid of Kanye, you should have did it earlier, but they didn't do that. So that that tells me that these big massive like companies and conglomerates they don't work off of um, you know a set of standards and rules and procedures. They just be like, uh, doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's sprinkle some crack on them, get them out. <laughs> So yeah. it's like, dude, I, I don't know about that. There's I see no, it too often. There's no real bar. You know, there's no real rules. They just do yeah. it based off of. Yeah. They're, they're gauging a lot of th- different things. How successful is this person? Mm-hmm. Can we, you know, and then they're, they're centering a lot of, around like the success of the movies mm-hmm. that he was in. And um, how much yeah. of an asset is this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, like you said, Ezra Miller, he definitely, even I would say James Gunn. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't a, uh, accused of anything domestic violence wise. But you know the tweets and stuff that came up. Um, it was like I forget what he was saying. It might have been like some pedophilia jokes or something like that. And um, they tried to cancel him, and then he came back, and then he still directed uh, a few more Marvel movies, and now he's running um, the DC universe. So uh, you know they 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 get to to pick and choose. But I, what I will say above all of that, we don't even. We shouldn't even give them an opportunity, you know. Just keep your keep your nose clean, mm. and they won't have to cancel you or take you to court or whatever. You know, you won't, you know. Then you won't, you know. You won't have all these back and forths like Tory Lanes and Meg Thee Stallion. Man, like, you know, just stay out of the way. Be a yeah. good person. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, man. I <clears throat> I just find this. I, I'll say this before we got here. I just find it when companies like Nike, they they you know they get rid of Kyrie and say you know that you know they stand with the Jews. All this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I find it hilarious that you get rid of somebody for not something that they said, but something a link that they posted, and you get rid of Kyrie, right? Yeah. However, you run a company that is literally runs off of low key child slaves that you mm. pay bullshit wages. There's some brown kid in another country that is being oppressed by Nike to make fucking a bunch of soccer balls and T-shirts and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got people working in sweatshops to make your shit and you're more mad at a link that was posted than your actual business practices. That's what I find hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. It's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah. And this is why you have to be you have to be careful who you are involving yourself with because the same people that celebrate you will cut you off when it doesn't meet their interests. When you say something that is against their interests, they're going to get rid of you immediately. So that's why you're going to get that bag from the Nikes and all these other major companies. However, if you can make a substantial amount of money and you don't have to deal with these massive brands and names, I really suggest you do it. Because you can still be able to say what you need to say and get it off your chest without the worry of being canceled. Yeah. Because uh, Peloton, Peloton told fucking Theo Vaughn that if you have Robert Kennedy Jr. on, then um, you're gonna we're gonna take our ad off of your podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Like, how does this even correlate? Mm-hmm. Like, Peloton's telling me who I can have on my podcast. Mm-hmm. It, like, that's the funny thing. I think businesses, what they need to do is focus on their business and stop worrying about so much PR. Mm-hmm. You know, and they need to stop it because it's not aging very well. They're getting rid of people. But if you look at their business practices, they suck. I mean, if you had more integrity from the jump with how your big, your business runs, then I think you could make these stances. I think it would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have kids working in sweatshops to make your fucking T-shirts and shoes and you say, hey, we don't like what Kyrie said, <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. But if you're oppressing people and they in the, and it's like 50 people in a little room making your shoes, you might want to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Nike for the cancel me, man. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we like the nigga with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I wear my sweatshop shoes proudly. Oh, yeah, he got them on right now. <laughs> See, I'm wearing some shit from Walmart, man. <laughs> These are some fake Birkenstocks. <laughs> Can't cancel that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, anything else, Keith? Nah, that's pretty much it. All right, man. I'm at, we got to count. We got to get out of here too, because I got to fart real bad. <laughs> I don't want the I don't want the mic to keep picking up the fart. <laughs> you know, I don't want them to think that this is like one of those like you know them kink shows. Some people be getting off on farts, but if you did get off on my fart, I want you to send a friendly donation to ATM Pod. All right, let's go and wrap this thing up, man. Yeah. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. And we're out of here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Wear protection. <laughs> Peace. Peace.